And welcome to Big Moves, Small Steps, the show that explores the how-to of creating a startup by talking to those that are recently but successfully established. I'm your host, Mondo Lee, and in my 20 years as a business attorney, I've helped quite a few people establishing a successful business and making a lot of money. Okay, and welcome back to Big Moves, Small Steps. Again, I'm your host, Mondo Lee, and today we are um, honored to have uh, with us Dale Favors, who's the founder and managing partner of Adaptive Growth Leadership, which is, I believe, and you know, Dale will give more detail, is a uh, consulting firm that does a lot of different things. Uh, so Dale, just quickly give us an idea of... Um, the kind of stuff that uh, Adaptive Growth Leadership uh, is involved in. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Mondo. Adaptive Growth Leadership is a firm that I created uh, thinking through the process of understanding how to help businesses grow. And so what we focus in on is leadership. We focus in on business development. And we focus in on how to use strategic plans to grow and develop business. And so what we attempt to do is we center that all around what we call client engagement. The best thing for a organization to do is understand what their client is looking for. And if you can understand what the client is looking for, you can then figure out the inputs that you need to create the output necessary for them to be inspired to utilize your service and your, or your product. And that, that, you know, thanks. And that, that sounds like a skill that uh, would kind of really translate or transcend across any business size. You're talking big businesses, small businesses, absolutely. You know, individual partnerships. So that that's great. So just uh, before we dive into you know a lot of the things that we want to discuss, uh, Kip, could you just give everyone like a little bit of background on yourself? How yeah. did you get involved with uh, AGL? Do you call it AGL or do you call I do. it? I call it AGL. Okay. It uh, started so. Uh, tell you this I, I grew up in Dayton Ohio mm-hmm. and had the opportunity to leave Dayton after graduating high school in an area called Yellow Springs Ohio and I ended up going to Florida A&M University okay. and there in the School of Business I had a exceptional experience which included internships as well as I stayed to get my MBA Great. so after finishing completing my MBA I came to New York to work for Morgan Stanley. So I, my whole career had been in the financial services space. So I started mm-hmm. in sales and trading on the fixed income side, worked at several other firms. And one of the more significant firms I worked for was Bloomberg, the uh, financial data company. Okay. And I, the, while there, I sold the Bloomberg terminal. Mm-hmm. But I also went into this space called financial trading. Okay. So the world of electronic trading, let me say, started. And I was there to partake and be a salesperson in that space. And that led me to leaving Bloomberg to go to a startup firm. And then I ended up working at several of the Canadian banks and a couple of other locations. And, and I ran teams. Mm-hmm. And my last experience was working at Thomson Reuters, where they had acquired a electronic trading business. And I managed the sales and, and account management component of that business for them mm-hmm. and we we had turned the business around and did quite well and Thomson Reuters decided to take that and several other businesses and package it up and then they sold it to 
a private equity firm, Blackstone, who, okay. who yeah. then rebranded it Refinitiv. Right, right, right. Okay, so basically you have a lot of experience, as you, as you can hear, uh, on the street, uh, mm-hmm. which also, I assume, uh, involve various levels of leadership responsibility. Absolutely. So you bring to bear, you know, significant leadership experience to this yeah. thing. So uh, one of the, you know, one of the things, like I said, the, the whole focus of the podcast is to give individuals insight into what it takes to start your own business, uh, how you get beyond just the, hey, I want to do this kind of stage and actually and actually do it because, you know, everyone or at least a lot of people have good ideas, but the implementation is really kind of the most daunting hurdle in, in many instances. Yeah. So I just want to, you know, explore getting, you know, going along that path, you know, what was like your main or your, you know, your primary motivation in, in starting AGL? Yeah. So I had the opportunity to, in working, I covered and had relationships with several organizations, larger firms Mm -hmm. and hedge funds, pension funds and large investment managers, as well as had relationships with some of the, what they call emerging managers. And from that, I was able to realize that there are three things that either make or break a business. And that starts with leadership. Secondly, it is communication. Mm -hmm. And the last piece, I would say, is technology. And I'll explain both all three. So leadership, how uh, an organization is led from the top and how that leader at the top influences the rest of the organization. What you'll find in some organizations uh, is the leader is a great maybe a great salesperson that leader may be a great operator from a standpoint of whatever they do they do well mm-hmm. but they may not be good at leading people well you know if i could just interrupt there so that, that's i think that's an excellent point um i think a lot of times people think what you're talking about leadership skills are um, what we call soft skills mm-hmm. and, and 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 often we say soft skill with a almost a sense of disparagement yeah. like it's not essential but if you can speak to the fact that, I mean, you probably, there probably isn't a more essential skill than being a leader when you're running your own business. And, and that's the whole point. Sometimes you can be the leader of the organization or you can be a leader in an organization right. and not actually have the title of CEO or head. But what happens is your ability to influence people and inspire them to move in the direction that you need to move. Mm-hmm. That's what a leader is. Yeah. That, you know, and that's great. I mean, you know, I think a lot of us think that, you know, in order to be the leader, we have to be the, you know, the boss, but you can lead from wherever you're at, as long as you're being an influencer in that, in that organization. Totally. And, and sometimes what can happen is you get people who are in leadership. They may run the firm, but the way that they run the firm, they run people away from the firm, (laughs) whether that be clients, whether that be people who work for them, who may Mm -hmm. be dynamic individuals, but they can't work with the leader of the firm because that person has, is missing some of the components. And one of the biggest components is your ability to communicate. And that's the second part I talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sorry, just, yeah. If you can continue with that, I mean, so communication, communication is key, right? So, You, you're, you're a father. You lead the family mm-hmm. as a father. Not that the mother doesn't lead, but as a father, what happens is you're attempting to take and instill in your kids the fundamentals of being a an adult. Right. As right. they go through the journey of childhood to to young personhood to eventually being adult, you're trying to instill in them the things that are necessary. So you try to communicate to them in a way that they can accept the information and retain that information. Right. So 
the, the way you communicate to them is similar to how you may have to communicate to people who work for you. And here's the whole piece. Everyone you work with are not going to be the same as you. We all have yeah. different behavioral habits. Right. 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 So you have to identify as a leader, how can I best motivate and communicate to this particular individual, which is different than someone else that's in your firm, but you need to get the most yeah. out of each one of them. Right. And so that's why the communication component is so important. Yeah. So basically you have to, you really have to meet the people where they're at. So it's not a, it's not really a one size fits all it's communication not, model. Right. No. Yeah. You can't, it, one size fits all doesn't always work. Mm -hmm. And then again, you have, if you have two kids or more, they're not the same people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can, you can All speak right. to one of your children and give them the advice and the, and the things that you want them to get. And they take it and they retain it and they kind of work along with your program. Yeah. And then another one may be like, I don't want to do it that way. Mm -hmm. I want to try it a little differently. Yeah. <laughs> and you yeah. as a parent have to be, it's a balancing act. How do I, A, keep them on plan, mm -hmm. but B, allow them to explore and see maybe there's a different way of doing it and you have to be open to that. And yeah. that's, that's part of the communication. Yeah. Yeah. Different, different communication, communication styles for different people. And just, you know, full disclosure, uh, Dale and I, uh, we, we, you know, we've known each other for a while. We both have two sons, uh, yeah. the same ages actually. Yeah, and so exactly. he's speaking from experience when you're talking about <laughs> having to figure out the proper communication style for your, uh, you know, for your, for your child. So yeah. I, I know. And then that comes down to how you lead people in your organization. Yeah. You have to figure out how to take two different personalities mm -hmm. and get them all to go in the same direction. Right. And you may, one thing for one person may be they need constant feedback. Well, so, you know, I want to, yeah, let's talk about that for a yeah. little. So, you, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, the, you know, the fact that, you know, communication <laughs> styles you with your, with your children, mm -hmm. obviously you have a certain uh, power dynamic that makes that a little simpler uh, in many respects. But what, what about if you're in a, in an organization and you're, in, you're an influencer, you're a leader, but you don't necessarily have the, the hierarchical uh, advantage. Title. Yeah. If you, you, it's not someone who reports to you, but nonetheless, it's someone you need to work with you, work for you. Mm -hmm. what, what, how do you, I mean, what, what type of uh, methods could you employ in that regard? Well, I think for anyone, it's get to know the person you're trying to influence. Mm -hmm. So if you understand who that person is, you then can possibly identify what turns that person on, what, what gets them excited. Right. So right. you could deal with one person and say, hey, boom, I'm throwing this project on your desk. I want you to take a look at it. Mm -hmm. And that person may be a very intuitive person, a, a very person who's very much into exploration. So they go through the project and they find different ways and they come back to you and they say, hey, here's what I think we can do with this. Yeah. You give that same project to someone else. It's how you give it to them. Mm -hmm. You may say you may throw that on the person's desk and they may look at that and be like, I'm not going to look at this. Right. Versus, hey, I have a project. Uh, I think it may be something you're interested in. Based on, I know you like X, Y, and Z, would you mind or would you be interested in exploring this with me? Mm -hmm. Now, that approach for that other person may be the way that you get them motivated to take, a, to, to take part in the project and move in the same direction that you want them to move. Right. Two different people. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's important. I mean, and, and that, that is not just, um, you know, leadership in an, an organization, but even if you're, you know, you're selling to your customers, it's understanding 
you know, what their expectations are and meeting them where they're at. Mm -hmm. And so it, it may require flexibility. It probably will because everyone's different. So you need to really just, you know, uh, just lesson want to kind of throw out there from this is that uh, you just really need to be flexible and uh, understanding when you're when you're communicating not only with your you know staff or superiors but even with your customers. Yeah, so I think that's just an, an important piece. Yeah, and the last piece I, I talked about was that was so is leadership, mm -hmm. is communication. The last one is technology. Okay, it's how do you embrace technology to then benefit the organization that you're a part of. Right. And uh, one of the, I think we were having a conversation prior to we start to the, to us starting this podcast. And we talked about different organizations that had not embraced technology and was overrun by technology. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it happens because you see it coming mm -hmm. and you can see that, okay, we need to get ready and adjust the way we're doing things because the customer wants to receive our services differently. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Think about uh, organizations that have had to embrace DoorDash or mm -hmm. some type of delivery mechanism for their food. The customer no longer, not, not that the customer doesn't want to come to the restaurant to get served or eat, dine in or, or go through the drive through. Mm -hmm. But now the customer wants to sit at home, watch a movie, play a game, and not have to leave their seat in order to receive the food. Yeah, and and with that, I think are you know with those heightened uh, the, the heightened expectations. So so the this generation that grew up on DoorDashes and online ordering are less tolerant, I think, of uh, than maybe we were of like you know waiting on you know putting being you know put on, putting putting being put on hold on a call or something like oh, that. Absolutely. The expectation is that you know you're going to instantaneously give me what I want. <laughs> and oh. if you don't, then I'm going to give you a bad review on Yelp. That's correct. So yeah, that's <laughs> what happens. I mean, yeah. Mondo, if you think about it, we were, we were of age when the internet was coming about. So yeah. us dialing up the internet service was no big thing. Yeah. You, you dialed into whatever it was, AOL or whatever service you had. <laughs> And you waited for it to connect. Mm -hmm. you remember the the noise that the it noise, would make, yeah, the and then noise, it would right. be connected. Yeah, and yeah. then a website pulling up on on the first try took a little time. Yeah, that doesn't happen. I mean, that you ask your child to go through something like that now, and uh, it's yeah. a problem. It would it would be a meltdown probably. They they, <laughs> they may choose yeah. schools based off of who has better Wi Fi. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're talking uh, about colleges. They may yeah. say, you know what? The Wi-Fi there was terrible or they the comfort, the, the comfort features weren't there. Yeah. Yeah. So they're done. Yeah. It, it, it's interesting how things have changed like that. Yeah. Uh, how, you know, really, even though, you know, technology has made our lives easier, it also has really increased the need to perform. And you just can't, uh, you know, because it's it, it is super competitive now. And if you don't perform, uh, you know. The person, the customer will go somewhere else and they customer, have that option. The customer will go somewhere else. Yeah. The other thing that has become big, and this is a technology feature, is data. Mm -hmm. So customers are relying on data to make decisions. Uh, um, vendors and and other and other organizations are relying on data. They need data. You may have a nonprofit organization that's looking to get a, a grant. So they receive the grant. They've done the work. Now it's time to re-up to see if they can reapply for that grant. Right. If they don't have the data to support why they added value, mm -hmm. then they're probably not going to 
get that grant again. And right. those are the types of things that come to business. So as you are thinking of a business that you want to start or what type of service you want to provide, mm-hmm. you best understand that it's the customer's first. So whatever that customer wants is what you need to provide. If the customer is transitioning and wants to do something differently, yeah. if you want to exist, you have to adjust the way to what the customer is looking for. Yeah, you have to provide exactly what, what the customer is looking for. So, and, and this is great, but let, let's segue a little bit into, uh, you know, one, you know, again, one of the main purposes of the, of the podcast is to kind of be a little inspirational. And, you know, I'll, I'll just full disclosure, uh, like I said, I've known Dale for years and I got to say, you're one of the most inspirational people I've ever met. I mean, always giving good advice on everything, you know, from uh, from golf to, you know, personal life to business, everything. And uh, that's one of the reasons I, I, you know, I definitely wanted to get you on the, on the show. Yeah, um, so just what like, you know, so every day now you're you're doing AGL now full time. What what mm-hmm. is what do you find? How do you how do you motivate yourself to go out there every day and, and drum up business and, and to do a yeah. great job? Well, you know, being a salesperson, and I had a conversation with a lady earlier. She's like, you must have been in sales. Like, yeah, I was. She's like, I know because you are just so excited to be doing this every day. And I said, well, it's no different. So if you're a salesperson, you start at zero every day. You start at zero at the end, every month. Mm-hmm. You start at zero at the beginning of every year. Right. And you have to figure out how you're going to reclimb the mountain. Mm-hmm. And you may not make it to the same plateau that you've made it to the year before. But you have to at least try. Right. And and what happens is having that right there is motivation. So that's what gets you up because you have the opportunity to outperform what you've done before. Mm-hmm. And let's say for me starting AGL, it was I knew I had relationships. I knew I had a number of experiences that led me to be able to make solid business decisions. Mm-hmm. And I also watched a number of organizations that I, I either – had a relationship with as a they were a customer of mine or organizations that did not become a customer but I was able to see the strengths and weaknesses and identify those three components which I told you was mm-hmm. leadership communication and technology and I realized that if you just look at those three fundamentals you can help most organizations get to where they need to get to if they're willing to listen right to advice that can lead them in the right direction. And so that is what motivates me because I believe in myself and I believe that I listen well. I'm willing to sacrifice a lot for myself. I try not to be Mm self-consumed and uh, I I try to give of myself so that I can learn. And if I can learn, uh, I can learn from losing too, right? Yeah. So if I can learn and I can take what I've learned and then share that with someone else, Mm -hmm. then I figured out, I figured I can probably put myself in a position to monetize that. And that's what I ended up doing. Okay. Now, and and, and in doing that, um, and this is a question I've asked some prior guests, uh, did Mm -hmm. you, what kind of groundwork did you lay before actually taking the plunge before launching? Did you engage in like uh, market research? I think you said you did. You were already in the space, so you had an idea. Did you actually engage in um, like active marketing before launch, or how, I mean, how did you how did you go about yeah, doing so it? So what ended up happening was when we sold when Thompson Reuters sold our business to Refinitiv, and they told me that they were not going to need my services anymore mm-hmm. as a manager of that team. I had already had this vision in my head of 
creating an organization. And, and I had two great examples of individuals that had shown me the way. Mm-hmm. One was my father, mm-hmm. who after years of working at as a really a part specialist at General Motors, he then took his skill set and he was a, a quality expert. And so mm-hmm. he took that skill set and he was a consultant to companies looking to do business as a vendor to General Motors, mm-hmm. providing them with the skills and the and the mechanisms and the um, processes necessary to earn a contract from GM because they could create quality products, mm-hmm. right? And then I had my godfather, who is my father's best friend, who also had spent many years at IBM and at Steelcase as mm-hmm. a salesperson, and l- taught me the art of listening. And if you can listen mm-hmm. and you can obtain a good understanding of what the client is looking for and then confirm with that client, and this is all consultative selling is what it is, Yeah, you can then take that and that goes across all businesses. And so I had two great examples of individuals who had taken their skill sets mm-hmm. and applied them into a consulting firm. And so I knew that's what I wanted to do. Right. And so when that opportunity came, I said, that's what I'm going to do. Right, and right. so I had the support of my family, my wife, very strong supporter. Mm-hmm. And I then went out and started letting people know what I, what I had done. Now, yeah. a number of people come like, so what is it that you do? And what is, mm-hmm. and so I had to kind of break it down into pieces of, I help firms grow. Right. And one of the things I want to touch on uh, that I know just from, you know, following your, your journey is that you are a very, um, a very adept user of social media platforms. Mm-hmm. I know you've gotten, I mean, and you could, if you can explain if you have a, if there's a strategy behind it, how you use LinkedIn, uh, yeah. other social platforms to, you know, get the word out on, on your business. Absolutely. So I think just two things that you have to use. Social media is, mm-hmm. is extremely important. And then your network, your personal network of people and, that you've met along the journey. Right. And so if you can, uh, um, use the the personal network that you've created, and then you can use the social network that you have as far as the social platforms to to promote your message. Mm-hmm. Then it can go a long way. So I'll give you an example. What I've done is I utilize Facebook, LinkedIn, and and I also use utilize Instagram mm-hmm. as platforms to put messages out there. And I use LinkedIn in one way, which is all professional. Yeah. And then I use Facebook more so as a way to, it's a little bit more, it's somewhat professional, but somewhat casual, letting people know who I am as a individual and how I'm connected with different people. And then I use Instagram in that way too. I can go either way. Mm -hmm. But what I try to do is put positive messages out and create a platform for people to see me, Dale Favors, the human Mm-hmm. and the individual and then and family man and husband and then i try to use uh, the other platform linkedin to show dell favors the professional and the professional network that i've established and that has those combinations have allowed me to benefit right. from that yeah and that you know and that's something that uh you know anyone i who you know comes to me for any type of business advice uh in today's day and age you really have to be a uh, tireless self-promoter. <laughs> I mean, you have to be willing to, you know, promote yourself. And and there's no reason why you shouldn't be willing to promote yourself because, 
you know, you're, you're your best asset. Oh, totally. Yeah. So I, I think that's, uh, I think that's awesome. Um, it's what we talked about, right? It, it's, yeah, it's the last component of the three. It's the technology. It's the technology. Yep. It's embracing the technology. I had a conversation with the, uh, a, a older gentleman today who was like, he was very much so against it, but he now realizes how, how strong a platform a LinkedIn and, and a Facebook happen to be mm-hmm. in order to reach people. Yep. You have to do it. I mean, I've I've tell you this. I recently added myself to the the people who are all connected on um, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I uh-huh. had not used uh-huh. Twitter, uh-huh. Right? right? But Twitter is a very interesting platform as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm 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 learning how to use it effectively uh-huh. to get my messages out there. Yeah, any any you know any way any way you can get the message out there, any way you can uh, you know elevate the profile of your business, mm-hmm. I, you know you should you should take advantage of it. I mean, it's no reason not to. So yeah, that's that's all uh, very good stuff. And it's you, right? So so yeah. you are have established yourself in the in the business that you're in. Mm-hmm. You're a solid professional. And you know the healthcare space. You are a legal professional. Mm-hmm. And oh, now, you're talking about me now. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you as an right. individual. Yes, but yes. What you're doing is you're expanding your brand yeah. and becoming a thought leader in the space of business and startups. And right. This is awesome. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, and that, that's it. I mean, you know, uh, you know, one thing we were talking about with the producer before we got on air is that, you know, the model for work is changing so dramatically right before our eyes. You know, I know my father, you know, your dad, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. The plan then was to go to work for a company, you know, put your time in, in retire, your get your gold watch, get your pension and, you know, go off to, you know, right off into the sunset. I mean, people are now are going to probably change jobs about every three to five years. Right? right. Yeah. So you just have to be flexible and adaptable uh, just to, you know, kind of make it in this modern economy. That's why I'm adaptive growth leader. <laughs> there you go. I, I teach you how to adapt. Uh huh. Which works on your growth, yeah, and it's all centered around your ability to lead. Lead, yeah, support it all, wrapped it all up in there. That's that's excellent. That's excellent. Uh, now, what what one of the things um, that every business faces is is getting customers. Whether you know you're in a consulting space, mm-hmm. but it, the principles are true for say you're, if you're in retail. How do you attract clients, customers? What's what's one of the things that you do? One of your strategies that you employ to get like new new customers in the door. Yeah. Uh, it's a couple of things. One, I'm very cautious about image. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I talk about how I utilize the social media platforms. And it's to present a positive image of me as an individual, right. as well as me as a business professional. Mm-hmm. And so I want to come across in a way that I'm professional, even whatever I write, I want to be professional with it. Right. And so I try to put those messages out there that are positive. I also try to put out messages that get people to think. Yeah. And so that's one way. That's one thing that's important. The other component and way you build customers is you build trust. Yeah. And I would tell you, regardless of what I do, whether I'm putting together a golf trip or organizing uh, something else or I work with I also coach kids with the YMCA. Mm -hmm. It's the the thought that I can be trusted. Right. Whether you're trusting me with your money to put in the, and to hold to put in the pot for us to play <laughs> competitive golf right. or whether a parent is trusting me to lead their kid and and push them to get the best out of them to to create the best performances whether it's on the football field or whether it's on the basketball court mm-hmm. that is trust 
Yeah. You know, that's a, you know, that's something that just occurred to me while you were saying that and that you've been doing that all along, all along, you know, so I've, I've known you for a, f- a few years, but during that time, you've actually been building your brand. Absolutely. You know, it's not like it's a, it's a, you know, a self-serving effort, but it's, it's something that you make sure that, you know, Dale Favors stands for, for this. And um, I, I think the importance of that, if you're going to go into business for yourself is, is invaluable because, particularly if you're in like in consulting or like I, you know, I do legal work. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a good brand, if you don't have a, if the perception of you is not positive, uh, then you're going to, you're going to have a struggle in yeah, getting people to do business with you. And so you have to be, you have to be the guardian of your brand. I think at all times, right? Well, everything has to be deliberate Yeah. about what you do mm-hmm. and how you want people to perceive you. Yeah. And, and I'm very careful with that. Yeah. I think it's, uh, and I'm careful with that because there's two things I think are extremely important. One is our most trusted asset are our offspring, our kids. Mm-hmm. And so for a parent to trust me to lead their kid in a, in a sporting activity, mm-hmm. which helps build character, helps build uh, the wherewithal to push through challenges, mm-hmm. that's what sports teach you. Right. And for a parent to trust me to do that, I hold that in high regard. Yeah. So I want them to hold me in high regard. Right. On the other side is money. I think money is one of is is a is a cherished item because capital is extremely Mm -hmm. important to all of us. We I'm not saying be greedy. I'm saying it's important to have. Yeah. And so if someone trusts me with their money and I've been in the money business the whole time, Mm -hmm. I'm helping give people advice on how to direct their investments or whatever I may be doing an institution on, on taking a different path on in their, in, in, for their investment portfolio, mm-hmm. that's trust. And yeah. so I take those things very seriously. And yeah. so that is what it comes back to. It comes back to trust. Trust, which is part of, again, you know, part of your brand. I mean, it's all, it all, it's all, it all ties in. And if, like you said, if, no matter what you're trying to do, if you're going to open up a, uh, a cupcake shop, mm-hmm. you just have to have that trust because otherwise you're just not going to be able to build a, a customer base. So and deliver yeah. too. So and deliver. I will yeah, tell yeah, you, right. one of the biggest one of the things I pride myself on is, again, I try to listen mm-hmm. and understand what what someone is attempting to accomplish. Yeah. And then, if I promise to help, then I'm going to help. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is let me immediately get you connected to this person or that person that's going to help you reach your goal. Yeah. And yeah. I try to do that. And it's the same thing when, when you're doing business with someone. So I recently, uh, I deal with this one um, service that they're cash only. Mm-hmm. So I show up to pick up some work they had done for me, and I was $5 short. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, just take it. Don't worry about it. Give it to me next time you come. Mm-hmm. And two days later, I show up, and I give him cash. He's like, what's this? I was like, I owed you $5. He's yeah. like, <laughs> he just shook my hand and said, man, right. get out of here. Uh-huh. I appreciate you because he could easily, he forgot about the $5. It wasn't that serious. Yeah. But to me, it's serious. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. To me, we're back at zero. We, yeah. I don't owe you anything <laughs> and I feel comfortable. Right. But for me to have walked by or driven by your shop knowing mm-hmm. I owe you $5, it would have bothered me. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that's, a, a, you know, that's building that whole brand or that reputation that, you know, and, you know, reputations take, I think there's an expression, you know, it takes a lifetime to build a reputation, but you can lose it like in an instant. Totally. So you just really have to be careful. And that's probably even more true 
you know, in today's hyper media age where everything is made known to everyone like right yeah. away. So I, that's something I tell my kids all the time. You know, don't you can make some mistakes, but just don't make any real big mistakes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Plenty of people who do. Yeah. And, and you also help them understand that it's decisions that we all make. Mm-hmm. And you can make a decision that could be the wrong decision for a short period of satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah. But for that short period of satisfaction, are you willing? This is what you have to look at. Are you willing to, if it doesn't go in the right way or something doesn't happen the way you want it to happen, mm-hmm. are you willing to deal with the long term ramifications that that could cause to your image, to your reputation, yeah. to your family? So that's what. So it could be something as simple as. Hey, you know what? That guy's not looking. I want to take this piece of candy. Yeah, yeah. And you take it. Uh-huh. And that gentleman who owns the store has been a trusted, he's, he knows your family, mm-hmm. trusts your family, giving you things on credit or just say, hey, look, let's take that. In this particular instance, you took a piece of candy mm-hmm. just because you could. Yeah. <laughs> but then what happens, you didn't realize, it's tapes all around. So now he sees you take yeah. it on tape. Yep. Your reputation is tarnished yeah, it's for shot, a it's short shot. period of satisfaction. Yeah, yeah. It's the value proposition. It's just not It's not worth it. And so you'd really just have to be a tireless guardian of your uh, of your reputation. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, what do you, what do you, what is, um, you know, so you've been out now for what, about a year, year and a half doing a half. AGL? A little, a little over a year and a half. Okay. Yeah. And what's, what do you, uh, and you know, and you spent prior to that, most of your career was spent on the street, different yeah. big institutions. Um, mm-hmm. What do you find to be the, the most satisfying aspect of, um, of running your own business? The, you know, what I've enjoyed the most is, as I told you, it's, I knew I had all these pieces mm-hmm. and it was figuring out how I could monetize those pieces. Yeah. And two things, I would, it was really three, but two things early on was the support that I got from friends and family mm-hmm. who put on, I just got the pom-poms out and really rooted <laughs> me on and was right. like, go get it. Because if anybody can do it, I know it's you. Yeah. And that was inspiring. Uh-huh. And then the other component of that was I look at it as think about you get one of those thousand piece puzzle mm-hmm. boxes and you yeah. pour all the pieces on the table. Yeah. That's how, that's how I felt when I started. I was like, okay, <laughs> what am I, how I'm going to put this thing together. Right, right. <laughs> so you start at the edges and you start trying to figure out how to put the edges together. Then uh-huh. you try to start to figure out what fits and it takes a little time. And then till you get some rhythm and then yeah. starting, you, you make some phone calls. So I started making phone calls, letting people know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Had to switch my message here, switch this here, yeah. get my business cards made, uh, come up with my 30 second elevator speech. Right. I had to then get out and talk to people and tell them about what I do. So, so yeah, let me just uh, yeah. touch on one thing there. So one, one of the things uh, I know over years uh, you always hear are, is or the question asked is when do you let people know what you're going to do? So I know uh, from a line from an old movie, I can't remember the movie right now. It's killing me. Where oh, actually it was Superfly, <laughs> believe it or not. Where you know the man had an idea, but he didn't tell his partner the idea right yeah. away because he didn't want him punching holes in it. Yeah. So priest, a lot priest didn't tell. He didn't, he didn't tell. tell yeah. Man, yeah. Exactly. Okay, you know the movie. Scatter. <laughs> Scatter. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's something that you know is a fear of all of us. Like sometimes we don't tell people because. Unfortunately, one of the you know reflexes of a lot of people is to say, "Oh man, you can't do that." You know, why why are you thinking of doing that and punching or po- pointing out the 
the negatives of your plan and not the positives, which often leads people just to say, well, I'm not going to do it. So in terms of timing, I know you have a very supportive network, uh, but there had to be a point where it went from, you know, Dale's head to where, hey, this is what I want to do. So how, how early or late did that occur? So I tell you, back in 2014, I had this idea of what I wanted to do. I wanted to create a sales consulting firm. I felt I could go around and help different small companies build out their sales forces or come in and run their sales teams. And I could make some compensation, but what I really wanted was try to go in and make a small piece of compensation, but earn it all on the back end. Either mm-hmm. give me X percent of what I help you bring in and how, you, how I help you grow your business, or give me a piece of the company. That's right. That was my goal after I figured finally started figured out after I finished my work on the street that's what I would do mm-hmm. and I shelved that because then I went to to work for another firm and kept making money and doing this and I went to another firm and then lo and behold 2017 the opportunity came mm-hmm. and started crafting it and putting it together yeah and boom I put it out there 2018 and I was slightly, not that I wasn't scared or reluctant, I was a little bit scared or reluctant because I wasn't mm-hmm. sure how people were going to perceive me. Because, again, a number of us, our our images or how people perceive us is by what we're associated with and what organizations we're associated with. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. he's this at this firm and his title is this. And so that all meant something. Yeah. yeah. And uh. I had to, I said, you know, it's like getting on stage or going to church and, and singing in the choir. <laughs> right. You just got to put yourself out there. Right, right. And so yeah, I, gotcha. I put myself out there, mm-hmm. and you realize how many people are supportive. And then there's definitely going to be people like, I don't understand what you're doing. Why would you do that? Yeah. You know, yeah why don't you just go get another job? And, right. And that's easy to do. Uh-huh. And, and, and so I took this opportunity, and when I got that momentum, it started happening. And I tell you, some of the business that I've, that I've been able to obtain is business that I, I wasn't expecting to obtain. Mm. Okay. But as I told you, I, I did some work as a coach with yeah. the YMCA, mm-hmm. and some of the people there saw the way I handled the kids and really taught and impressed upon them the importance of leadership. Mm-hmm. And they wanted me to explore those same leadership qualities with the staff. That's yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's interesting. So you never know when you know who's looking and when people are looking, that's checking right. you out. So that. <laughs> That's a good point. And you can get business that way, even if you're not expecting it. But someone may say, hey, you know, I like the way you're doing this and you, know, you could probably do this for me, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah. And that has been a, a number of opportunities that come my way. Mm. And other people who trust me have sent things my way. And, and then, and like you said, you know, me, Mondo, a number of people have called me for about different things. I had a yeah. call today from a good friend of ours mm-hmm. who it was contemplating acquiring a a um, pharmaceutical marketing firm. Okay. So uh, he called me because he's like, "You probably know somebody who does this. Who, who do you think I should speak to?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's yeah. real simple. Let's right. make this phone call right here." <laughs> I called my other guy and got them on the phone together, and he gave them the advice he needed. And he was like, "I knew I was calling the right guy." I was like. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's so. uh, I can I can attest to the fact that uh, if you need something or need to find someone, uh, your first call should be to Dale Favors because <laughs> uh, yeah, you have a you have an exhaustive uh, Rolodex without a doubt. So uh, 
It's just I listening. Love. That's all it is, man. Yeah, back listening to, back and, to the and fundamentals. Well, and something else, you know, I've, I've you know, I've, I've definitely observed from you, and this is a skill that uh, anyone, even if you're not starting a business, if you're just trying to make it in life, uh, it's just being friendly and meeting people. You know, taking the time to introduce yourself to people, to listen to what they're talking about, getting to know them, because that's how you build a network. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I would tell you one of the the things that is great at that that you can build your network with is find a common activity. And one thing that we have is golf. Yeah. And so golf has allowed me to meet a lot of different people Mm -hmm. and I play golf at a lot of different places. Yes, you do. (laughs) And, and what you have to realize is every, there's a lot of people who love golf, Mm -hmm. but as you know, you and I have groups of people that we play golf with. Some people that you're not going to take them to go play Pebble Beach because that's not and right. that's not what that's not the level price wise that they want to play. Yeah. Yeah. But they may want to play some other courses. And it's not always about the course. It's mm-hmm. about the camaraderie that you that you have with those individuals. So you. Yeah. But you have to be willing to meet people at the place that they are. So I'm OK right. playing with this group of guys and we're playing these courses. Right. And I'm right. OK playing with this other group of guys who are now at a point and they're comfortable financially where they want to, it's about the golf experience. Yes, mm-hmm. they still want to take a group of guys with them to play and play competitively. Right. But they want to play and play competitively competitively at some courses that have the mystique and the the experience of being in that location. Yeah, it's like, you know, I mean, so for people who don't play golf, uh, you know, it's kind of like if you're a foodie. I mean, once you've eaten at a certain restaurant or something, you want to start trying higher end and higher end stuff. But at the bottom, at the at the base, though, it's still about the camaraderie. It's about the people Absolutely. who you're with and, you know, getting to know them better. And, uh, you know, I just, you know, I mean, I think you know, I'm a I'm an avid golfer, as is Dale, and it's, it's probably not a, in my opinion, one of the best ways of uh, – of networking and, and meeting people. It's, it's really a good Avenue out there. So, um, totally. yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, and that, and that's something we touched on on some of the earlier shows is, uh, the value of, of networking, of creating your, of building your network in terms of from a business perspective, those are people who are your potential customers and can lead, uh, customers to you. So it's just, it's just really an invaluable skill. So, um, Wow, we've I think we've covered a lot of different things. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, this the, is a great conversation. The, the good thing about the conversation is, and I hope your audience can extract from it, whether they're starting a business, whether they're working in a business, mm-hmm. it's back to the three things we talked about: it's the way you lead people, right, and inspire them, the way you communicate with them, mm-hmm. and then the last piece is how to use utilize the technology to enhance the company or the business or the service that you're providing. If you focus on those three things, yeah. whatever you're doing works, right? Whether you're leading a church, yep. or whether you're leading a a group of students, mm-hmm. or whether you're leading an organization that's going to be a retail organization or selling food or helping a company enhance their their services. So. Yeah, I mean, it's just transferable, right? It's, it's across across the lines. And, and also, <laughs> if you notice the discipline of Mr. Favors, he you circle back to that point, which is crucial and central to your business. And so that's something else you just have to keep in mind that uh, just stay focused. I mean, a lot of times we lose focus on things, but you know, that type of focus is what, you know, enables you, um, I think to be successful. One thing I do want to touch on before we wrap up yeah. is, uh, what about, uh, and this is something that came up on a couple of different, uh, uh, with a couple of different guests is 
How do you handle the responsibility of having to wear more than one hat? I mean, do you, for example, every business needs, uh, you know, an accountant, uh, legal work, uh, maybe marketing. I mean, how, how do you juggle that? Have you, have you relied on, you know, hiring those professionals or are you able to kind of do that yourself right now and, you know, intend to grow? How, how does that work for you? I do part of it myself to a point. Okay. But I seek out the advice of, of professionals. So we have, again, through golf, mm-hmm. we have friends yeah. <laughs> who do all this stuff. Right. And so when I was starting this, there were two friends. One was my man, the tax doctor, Hudson at the end, mm-hmm. who okay. helped me organize all the documentation and, and apply for my, um, my tax ID number for my, for my business. Mm-hmm. And get set up that way and get organized from a from a bookkeeping standpoint. I went to him for that advice. Okay. He helped me get started. Yeah. And then I went to another friend who has a business, and that is a gentleman named Robert Mitchell, who lives on the on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And he had always been saying to me, You need to run your own thing. You need to run your own thing. You just you have so many different components that you could monetize. You need to do this. And so when I did it, he just opened up the book and said, here's, you need to do this. This is what you need to do here. And I'm going to introduce you to another friend of ours that we play golf mm-hmm. with on the West Coast. And this gentleman helped me set up my website. Okay. He helped me do everything from the technical end. And he set up my business line. He set up everything for me. So I utilize those golf relationships mm-hmm. to help put together what is AGL. Yeah. And so I... I don't, I'm not perfect. I don't know everything, but I know enough people around me who can support me in doing all the things that I need to do. Right. And, right. and just recently, another golf friend, my, one of my best buddies and fraternity brothers, Paul Martin, mm-hmm. helped me through a contract issue. It, okay. wasn't, it wasn't an issue, but I needed another, another set of eyes. And he, right. being the legal professional that he is, mm-hmm. took a quick look and said, this should be there. This should, he redlined it real quick. Yeah. I yeah. was able to deliver it to my client. Right. They agreed to some of the components. We agreed to change the language in some areas. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's, I mean, so yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the, you know, the lesson out of that is that, you know, don't, don't be afraid or shy about uh, relying on friends and family uh, for some of the support that you're going to need because everyone's going to need it. If you're, if you're looking to start a business, Yeah, you know, no one, no one's an Island. No one knows everything. And no one is capable of doing it all on their own at all. Yeah. That's just a myth. There's so. one word you should leave with your clients. Sure. Uh, and and this is probably one you can read a number of books on the on this right now because it's probably one of the hottest words out other than diversity and inclusion and women mm-hmm. is vulnerability. Mm. And you have to be vulnerable and comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. And yeah. that means you can go to someone that's a friend mm-hmm. and ask for help. And acknowledge that you don't know everything and that they may know something you don't know and you're willing to learn. Yeah. A lot of people aren't aren't comfortable because they may feel as if they built a certain reputation amongst their friends that they're the top dude. They're the guy who knows it all. Mm-hmm. They're the person who was the best athlete. And they don't want to ask for the help because they, they seem yeah. they, they don't want to to seem like they're vulnerable. Yeah, they view it as a weakness when it's not a weakness. It's really a strength because you're comfortable enough and confident enough to say, hey, man, I don't. I need your help on this. I, I don't know what I'm, you know, I need some guidance here. So, yeah, that, that's, that's 
that's an excellent point. And uh, I, I just know so many people who have who had great ideas, but, you know, for maybe even that reason, just didn't want to reach out to others and just never, you know, never got it off the ground. So it's definitely that, that's a that's a real good point. So, uh, yeah, just I guess we're we're near the end of the podcast. But before we go, I just want to what we try to do is end every segment uh, with, uh, you know, words of encouragement, words of, you know, advice for anyone out there who is uh, thinking of, you know, starting something. So any words of encouragement you'd like to share here, Dale? Yeah, I would say first thing is think about what you want to do. Mm hmm. But think of the customer first. Think of whatever it is you think you might want to do. Why would a customer buy it, want to own it, want to eat it, mm. want to consume it, whatever it right. happens to be? Why? Yeah. So understand the why. Right. If you understand the why, then you work back from that. So if you say, here's why somebody would, would want this. Let's list all the reasons why. And mm -hmm. then let's go back and build what's necessary for them to easily answer the why. Right. And if you do that, that is what I think will do, will uh, allow someone to be successful. The other components of that is what I talked about before, which is leadership, communication, and technology. technology right. And then the other component of that, the last piece is the vulnerability. Be, mm -hmm. be open enough and be okay with being uncomfortable mm -hmm. and ask for the help necessary yeah. and listen. Right. And that's all you really need. Yeah. I mean, I th it, you know, it sounds simple, but it, I mean, I think it is simple, but it's just like anything, like any plan, it, it, you just have to execute on it. I mean, you, you know, you, all the best plans are, are great, but if you don't execute on it and, you know, just have that vulnerability early and that's, uh, I'm going to use that word for now. I, I didn't realize that was a hot word, but <laughs> it is, it is, man. It's, it's yeah. books out there on it. It makes and, sense. Yeah. And remind, remember and let people understand that, may not happen on the first try, right? Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. That, Henry you know, Ford that, didn't, didn't, com didn't successfully right. uh, complete <laughs> the, the automobile on the first try. That didn't happen on the first try. Yeah, yeah. Don't let failure dissuade you from your ultimate goal. I mean, just get back up and try it again. If you really believe in it, you, gotta, you have to do it more than one time. Losing is learning. Losing is learning. Wow. So we, I think on that note, we should probably wrap up. Uh, thanks again, Dale, for coming through. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, this conversation has been useful to, to anyone listening and inspires you to uh, take the plunge of, uh, you know, starting your own thing. Take care. This is Mondo Lee signing off.